Unsupervised, a spin-off of Straight to VHS featuring Chris and Carson and intern Kyle, except today, Carson's not around. Right. Is he, is he here? No, this is, so yeah, it's just us, man. Just the two of us. Oh my God, it's, we're free. <laughs> we're free from the shackles that Carson places around us every time we do a straight to VHS. I know. Here's the thing. People people get tricked because my name's in the title. I'm, I'm the Chris of straight to VHS, the Chris and Carson show, but, but I have no power at all i'm sure you understand but for our listeners i have no say in anything i'm i'm basically just a prisoner of the podcast (laughs) and i along with you just being an intern i I probably have less power than you though i haven't tried to really push those bounds and i'm not really curious to and that's why we uh i think have this yeah so i mean just so people know in a hierarchy system carson's the warden i'm like <laughs> the real cool prisoner everyone loves and you're like the you just got in. <laughs> yeah exactly i i'm still trying to make friends with all the other prisoners but i'm having a hard time uh getting with the in crowd and i've kind of been shunned uh going from group to group but here's the exciting thing kyle i've secretly formed this podcast you are currently on it's a whole new thing. This is a whole new horizon for us. We're three, <laughs> like you said. Yes. So have we said the title yet of what no, this is? I, would you like to? I was going to say, <laughs> like, there are no rules we right now. Yeah, we, I mean, what if, we could change the name on a dime cool. like that. But for right now, the mm-hmm. name uh, of this is Unsupervised because – Carson has left the house and me and Chris are have free reign basically. And Carson has no idea what is going to happen during this. And frankly, neither do we. Yeah. Here's the thing. He did, he did hire a babysitter to watch over us. (laughs) uh, was a guest on our, uh, one of our podcast episodes. He is our sound guru and he's supposed to be watching over us, but I, I, uh, bribed him. So we're good to go, Kyle. He's not going to report back. Okay. Well, good. He's one of them. I'm always here. I'm always (laughs) watching, listening. Mm. It's disturbing. All right. Yeah, that, that was our babysitter. That was the mistake on Carson's part. A bunch of child protective services in here. That's ridiculous. Oh my god. Well, so actually, unsupervised, uh, like kind of having a, the feel of the parents are out of town, um, makes me think of like how I acted when the parents left and and bad boy that's the thing i was pretty i'm pretty straight laced uh (laughs) so i don't know if i have uh i don't know if i have anything like super juicy but like i definitely think about the the movies that you try to watch when your parents are around oh, yeah, and just definitely. trying to tie it back to movies um i i uh whenever my parents would be gone they had a they had a tv in their room so i would sleep in in their bedroom with the tv and mm-hmm. i would always find my way to some like late night horror movie which mm. this was before my renaissance of becoming <laughs> a horror movie uh, uh fan so I would, it was a real mm. struggle for me because I would watch these movies I wouldn't normally watch. And then I would hate myself for watching them. <laughs> but I, it was right. always a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, and you know, my um, affinity or lack thereof for horror movies. And so like, even my parents, you know, let me go see The Grudge 2 or whatever. I couldn't even do it. I was like, so they really didn't have anything to worry about with me. Um yeah. Except for the but, drugs and gambling and <laughs> the gambling addiction, yeah, we had to have a sit down uh, when that came to light. But <laughs> um, actually, what this brings to mind, Carson isn't here, but his parents were probably more strict than either of ours. So, uh, so he's like rem- carried on that trend. He's he's like locked us down. <laughs> this, yeah, this whole podcast, uh, unsupervised. There are no rules for what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In theory, for straight to VHS, we're supposed to pick straight to like Netflix movies or something. Which I've broken the rules. You've broken the rules. <laughs> that's what we're supposed to do, right? There's a uh, there's a some sort of at least kind of 
attempt at yeah, semblance of structure. Yeah, that's uh, the word. That's the phrase I was looking for. Yeah, this has none of that except <laughs> for two basic things. I think we're going to do mm-hmm. on these episodes, which. Who knows? We might get shut down. This might be the first and last. <laughs> yeah, they might never trust us again. But uh, one, we both get to pick a movie. There's mm-hmm. no rules. We can pick whatever we want. Um, you'll, you yeah. guys will find out soon what we both pick. But so two movies per uh, episode. Each of us pick right. double like a feature. Movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, that. Go ahead. Well, is this is the second role? You might. I might be. Sorry to interrupt. That yeah, might be. Listen, is it there that is no, no apology. <laughs> okay, no apologizing, on unsupervised. Uh, we we is it the the movies we pick don't or can't be connected or or we're, we don't tell each other the so, picks. Yeah. Or so here's the here's the thing. We we did not tell each other what we picked before each selection was locked in, so we couldn't like base our own choice off the other person. But our goal through watching these two movies, which we didn't take notes, I don't know the directors, I don't know any like <laughs> actor names, I did not prepare at all mm-hmm. other than watching the movies. But our goal yeah. is by the end of this podcast, in theory, we're going to find the connections between the two films we independently chose. That's right. So um, do you want me to say, do, should we introduce our movies? Yeah, why don't you pick yours first? Basically, okay. uh, you made me watch a porno. <laughs> okay. Maybe you're not swap, though. You're not. <laughs> you got an hour, 40-minute movie. Uh, my movie yeah. was Body of Evidence uh, with Willem Dafoe and Madonna. This was mm. back in the late 80s. Yeah, I think uh, it was 90s. That, I do remember 90s? it was 90s on Amazon Prime, yeah. Okay, 90s, whatever. Back in that, yeah, I think, yeah, that sounds right. It, we don't know. We don't care. We, <laughs> we pick these. We pick these movies because it's probably something that uh, we wouldn't watch otherwise. At least for the podcast with Carson. Well, I know why you picked this one, Kyle. You gross little. Boy. Yeah. So the, my body of evidence, like honestly, <laughs> is probably something I wouldn't even want to tell my mom that I watched today. <laughs> did, you, did you listen? to the podcast or uh fortunately she does not listen to to the podcast um but if she ever finds her way to the podcast i will steer her away from unsupervised because this body of evidence you're right it's it's in the category of erotic thriller um heavy on the erotic light mm. on the thriller mm. <laughs> but oh boy i watched this at 11 in the morning and it God, made me feel some things what a time to watch an a, a erotic thriller oh right? my God. Wake up? yeah right literally i woke up like an hour before i was like all right let's let's watch this like <laughs> and it was oh boy that was that made me feel some things that i didn't know i could feel okay well let's put yeah, on that uh, <laughs> you're you're kind of like Madonna, the Madonna of this podcast, just kind of teasing things out. Oh my god, Madonna! <laughs> but I'll say my movie I chose. Um, movie's a strong word for mine. Mine's like more of a failed TV pilot. You know, like those pilot episodes of TV shows are mm. like a little bit longer. Um, Is that what it was supposed to be? I so the <laughs> I don't. I didn't do any research, but um, <laughs> good, the movie—the idea behind the movie—people think is that it was going to kickstart a '80s kids show with like singing and all that kind of stuff. But uh, if if you watch the film, it's uh, Rim Lazar creating Rim Lazar. You understand why this thing never got off the ground. Um, it's quite bad. But it also has a lot of good songs, and it's about two kids mm. who discover their imaginary friend that they share somehow is alive. And they create and, him. And they create him. And there's some weird – it's interesting. Maybe can I – if I may, may I do the first pseudo-connection between our movies? Oh, wow. Already. Yeah. <laughs> Ten minutes in. Uh, right. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. this is a revelation. Well, there's a lot of like sexual undertones. To okay, vote. yeah, that's what I okay. Yeah, I thought about that too. And it's very disappointing because it's children. Well, Rim Lazar is no child, Kyle. He's yes. a handsome boy. 
Well, man, man, I, I, boy, I use uh, like you know, I call. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. It's unsupervised. It's, right. We're good. We're good. <laughs> he's a big, strapping, muscular man with purple hair, and, and yes, I, but he's going around with these little kids, and it's just, ugh, it's just like. Well, they're friends what do you want the, the, i don't know there's just a lot there's there's a couple beats that make you just pause and think what are the intentions of rem lazar here <laughs> what do you what are you up to rem <laughs> and telling uh, between your porno and my kids movie that rem lazar is the biggest sex pervert of all. <laughs> hey yeah, yeah he's literally yeah that's probably true that's probably true but alvin was just a little kinky is all it wasn't i mean so, you know, no rules, Kyle. So if, if I ask I'll go to bat for Madonna. Okay, okay, you're you're back. You want to talk about Madonna some more? I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to move on. But. Uh, I kind of want to talk about Madonna the whole time. No. Um, okay. Listen, I was going to ask you a question. If you don't want to answer, just don't answer. There's no rules on unsupervised. I'm not I'm don't think of me as Carson. Think of me <laughs> as your fun uh coworker. <laughs> okay. Um, um, what like what what do you think in general of both movies like did you like them did you not like them just like just general um yeah uh okay i'll start with the one i picked uh yeah i'm all frazzled body of evidence don't be hey don't be frazzled man madonna can't hurt you (laughs) i'm shaking um body of evidence you know what (sighs) pretty like and uh, like just a very okay movie i wouldn't even say it's good but uh, yeah i'd say it's bad <laughs> yeah very thin plot um but you know what i mean you got madonna, <laughs> madonna again i think she bumps it up to a pretty uh just uh just like with her presence she's, she's probably the worst part of the movie like acting wise but i was gonna say what 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 really drew you to madonna because it couldn't have been her okay. acting. so <laughs> okay i come clean it's when she's naked <laughs> when, that's what, it's that's like what, more than half the movie is is it's, really awkward sex it, it's, i thought uh, awkward maybe titillating for you but I didn't, you know, I don't think it was, it wasn't the most awkward sex scenes I've seen in movies. I thought they had some little bit of chemistry there. It was a little, man, Will really slumming it in this movie. What is he doing? It's odd choice. Yeah. Julianne Moore. I I like to, after I watch a movie, she plays Willem Dafoe's wife who has like maybe that's right oh my god i didn't even recognize her i rec i I saw the name at the beginning of the credits and i was like oh julianne moore and then i was like and then i totally forgot about her and then i didn't even recognize her as his wife yeah but also she had like no part yeah no i i um (laughs) i i didn't do after i watch a movie i usually just kind of like do just a brief reading on like the wikipedia page and imdb page just out of curiosity and the only thing i saw was uh, Julianne Moore basically came out and said this is like one of the major movies she regrets doing and she wishes she oh, had no! part of it. Oh, man. What? <laughs> Just because she didn't get to play Madonna's role, she probably well, went up for it and they're like, uh, you could be the wife that gets cheated on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no one could compete with Madonna back in the 90s, so well, it's just like... Rim Lazar. <laughs> That's right. Rim Lazar was back in the 80s, I think, late 80s is what i saw yeah well yeah he was he was the sex icon before madonna really right yeah in this movie is where she really i think exploded onto the scene so to speak (laughs) yeah this madonna's known for her role in what's the name of your film i i blocked it from my memory body of evidence I, I gotta say, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good twist. I mean, not a lot of uh, like just everything up to that point was like not that good. But it's like a pretty good twist. Like she actually did it. She's crazy, but it's just like. Did you like I don't when, know. She, when she leaned in? It here's the thing I'll say. I know you were drawn to the sex scenes. I I was like I enjoyed the courtroom stuff, and I was like, oh, hey, cool. The courtroom stuff was okay, but like, oh. there could, definitely could have been a lot. I don't know, a little more tense. There's a few tense parts that, and then you're like, what's going to happen? But it like, there could have been a little more juice. It's because they cut away so fast to get to your nonsense. I was like, Mm. oh, cool. Like the opening statements, I'm like, all right, Willem Dafoe versus (laughs) the guy I recognize, but I don't remember his name. 
He kind of uh, looks like Ray Romano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, Ray Romano really missed out on this. One. Maybe look <laughs> yeah. Ray Romano light. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, I really didn't like this movie. I, I mean. I wasn't looking for the same gratification. Yeah. Either, so well, I, well, I like to think, look, it's not like I was there just sitting around getting my jollies off on this movie. <laughs> but, but. Okay. Here's a question for you, Kyle. Uh, of the like 40 sex scenes we were supposed mm-hmm. to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'll just pull out a couple. Um, there was uh, the dude who died of a heart attack while, while tied up. I hate okay. to see it. There mm-hmm. was um, uh, when she poured uh, hot wax on Will Crow's oh, body. Yeah. We have uh, the broken glass car parking lot sex scene. Oh, yeah. That looked like it hurt. Yeah. So those three, which one okay. would you most want? And, and keep in mind, the first one results in your death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point, though, you're going out doing what you love, right? <laughs> I don't know. And instead of the other ones, are, are, are we like, am I taking the situation as like, I'm getting fucked by this woman, but like, she's also like, metaphorically fucking me over because she's just using a sex as a tool to make me defend her better. Yeah, I don't know. Like, was Willem Dafoe going to, like, phone it in if, if she didn't? He, that's, did you catch that? at the end of the movie? He said she, he would defend her the same. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Poor Willem. But but if you're if you're forcing me to choose, and I am honestly, <laughs> I have a I have hot wax poised over your. Happen. Honestly, <laughs> that's that's the one I pick. So go ahead and do it. Like, <laughs> I think I'm choosing. I think I'm choosing hot wax on the body. I mean, that'd be that'd be. I mean, it'd probably be hot in more than one sense. Yeah, and it's Madonna. Like, I don't know. She like in the she like licked the wax is is it good to eat wax kyle uh (laughs) the fact that they stop kids from eating like the glue sticks and crayons makes me think that things similar to that such as wax is probably not good for you did you eat a lot of uh glue as a kid (laughs) can you not tell yeah Yeah, Yeah. Elmer's guy, are you brand lawyer or just anything you can get your hands on? <laughs> you know, I started out uh, as an Elmer's guy, but then it turned into anything I could get my hands on. Yeah, hey, beggars can't be choosers. Exactly. You just got to scratch right. the itch somehow. Can we, can we move on from this wholesome film and talk about the horrible, dirty, degrading Rim Lazar? <laughs> yeah, I will admit, yes, let's move on. Uh, I, I, I laughed. I was laughing during this movie. Like, yeah. it had, uh, there are points where I was just like, "There's no way." Yeah, like, here's the thing about this movie: it it transitions from being a bad movie to that like fabled good bad. Where <laughs> you start laughing at it, and it it's does. entertaining. We watched yeah. last week. Carson made us watch uh, uh, Gaudi. No, and, uh, that's just Chris. I, I'm sorry, but that was me. I. I hey. Uh, okay. it was Carson. It was Carson. Yeah. He texted me and it was like, Kyle, you better pick Gotti. <laughs> God, we're Gotti guys. <laughs> it's true. He did. I can, I have the receipts. <laughs> but yeah, so this is like, this is, was entertaining. I, uh, so I've seen this movie probably like five times now. I, oh I my God. <laughs> It's on YouTube. It's free on YouTube if people want to watch. Um, it, oh well, we should say where body of evidence can be found for those. I was gonna say I don't. Uh, the garbage. <laughs> oh, come on! If you want to see some uh, naked Madonna yeah. and Willem Dafoe, uh, no, it's it's just Amazon Prime. It's oh. just right there. Don't even we gotta clear the search history. Jeff Jeff Bezos has really lowered his standard. <laughs> <laughs> don't let anything on his platform <laughs> okay Rem Lazar, Rem Lazar. Okay. Rem Lazar. Some when was the first time you watched this movie oh I watched this maybe two three years ago two years ago probably I'm not sure exactly um and what's made you coming keep coming back to, so, to it well, this so this movie is like uh, very popular in the good bad movie crowd which I am firmly entrenched in Mm. And so this was originally a VHS, which is awesome because our, hey. <laughs> yeah, we rarely watch VHS films. 
And some dude True. on YouTube must have just ripped it. It's some random user who's got got it up. So thank you, random user. You really helped <laughs> <me> out. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I, I stumbled upon it. And if, I think the thing that's easiest for me to keep going back to it when I want is, well, one, the music hooks me back in. Oh, I'm, my God. I find myself humming the songs all the time. <laughs> And then two, when you're dreaming, you're dreaming of a dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely the best. That's probably the best lyric, at least in the movie, if not the best song. And then um, it's so short. It's like it, it's just it's like watching yeah. a long, you know, quote unquote hour TV show. Like it's just it's not really a movie. It, it can so, feel pretty long though. Uh, <laughs> at times. Okay. When, when, I don't when, know. Uh, you just quixotic medallion, Kyle. No, the quixotic medallion. Also, <laughs> I had to look up the word quixotic. I like, kind of knew what it was. I know it's I don't like know what it is. It's I just okay. magic word in my mind. Oh well, it's like related to Don Quixote, um, mm. and so it's like it's like acting kind of sh- chival- chivalrous and impractical and kind of and, and adventurous. The what? Don Quixote was the windmill guy, right? He'd ride at windmills. He'd ride at windmills. I don't yeah. necessarily know the the story of Don Quixote, <laughs> and it's by Cervantes. I mean, like, I'd, like he rode a donkey, I think. Yeah. Uh, Sound producer Dane here. He is uh, the windmill yeah. guy. He, Thank he's God. The windmill guy. My guy. Hey, everyone, uh, claps for Dane. That's why. That's why I pay him the best. Wait, Dane, don't go away quite yet. Did oh. Did he also ride a donkey? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So that's how you're wondering how much I pay that guy. A lot. That's why we have him here. Yeah, I'm glad you're paying him. Two hundred and fifty bucks an hour. <laughs> um, Two hundred and fifty bucks an hour. <laughs> Two fifty an hour. Each time he researches Don Quixote, it's another fifty bucks. Do you um? Do you think that Rim Lazar would fit on the Avengers? Oh, yeah. The Avengers, <laughs> I mean, by the end, the Avengers were just taking anyone, weren't they? I mean, they were just well, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Maybe he's better used on uh, the Justice League because they're really in dire straits. <laughs> oh, you think like these two universes come like are colliding into our universe and then they have like a draft and Rem Lazar is on the draft board and which one does he get to pick or is it just like who's got the top who's got the lottery pick for Rem Lazar here's what I think what if what if instead he's like the anti-Thanos where it's like we we got to get the Justice League and the Avengers into the same universe but how will we ever make this happen Rem Lazar the human embodiment of friendship could yeah. be the unifying force to like unite these two teams yeah with his quixotic medallion yeah and it's like an infinity symbol so it like it just everything's in yeah it, yeah it works perfectly even even batman would would you could melt his cold heart rem lazar <sighs> so then are you so then rem lazar becomes like the leader of both the avengers and the justice league group oh. together I think like spiritual leader. I don't think he like makes the hard decisions. He's <laughs> like the moral compass of the team. <laughs> I don't know if I trust Ramazar's morals. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just wants to hang out with Robin. What's the big deal? Uh, <laughs> questionable, very questionable character. Right. This Ramazar. Ramazar will become the leader of the Teen Titans. <laughs> yeah. I also. Do we have to like, like? Do we need reference him? Do you have to say his full name, or is it there's like, or is it like a shorthand of just like Ram well, or Mister Lazar? Well, would you feel or, comfortable calling him Rim, Kyle? Honestly, I don't. I don't ever want to be on that first name basis with Rim <laughs> Lazar. You're right. I, I think Rim Lazar is. You, you can't say one without the other. It's yeah. Just, like, uh, it's a. It's the opposite of Madonna. You know, Madonna's one name. Rim yeah. Lazar too. Do you know? It does Madonna have a last name? I think it's Johnson. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> Wait, are you, you're not serious. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, I'm pretty sure it's true. Wait, Kyle. Is like, Madonna? <laughs> is Madonna a like? I guess I don't. I know nothing about Madonna except her naked body at this point. I think. <laughs> okay. uh, 
movie magic, I, I am curious. I, Sound I, producer Dane here. Uh, Madonna's last name is O'Shaughnessy. Ah, Madonna so, O'Shaughnessy. Is Madonna her real name? Like her first name or is that all stage name? I don't know. Is anything well, real? Come on. Mm. Now. It's got to be a Sorry. Yeah. No oh, sure. She's Irish, though. I, I had a feeling she was Irish. You won't believe me, but I had a feeling. Yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> Come on. Madonna okay. is Estonian in origin. Estonian? She really? Is Wait. Norwegian in origin. No Irish? How do you get O'Shaughnessy without Irish? She is Nigerian in origin. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> Found producer Dane signing off. Listen, <laughs> okay. I pay him a lot of money, and he's a great sound guy. But his facts are, are... <laughs> she's shooting maybe fifty percent from the field. <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> um, you're a big song guy, Kyle. You're always like uh, okay. Awesome jingles, Am I uh, for the podcast? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, so basically, what's what's the song that just hits you? closest to the heart from where you are um i think i think I, i've already sung it. it it was uh the when i'm dreaming i'm dreaming of a dream yeah is i forget so it does that get played twice or is that just in the beginning i you know i don't i think i only remember it from the beginning but okay it very easily could have been played twice so my favorite is, okay my oh uh, yeah sorry i'm gonna cut you i was off. gonna say well it's just yeah. like uh it's almost like uh, a late a cheap lame is uh knockoff if not maybe it's better than the i dream oh. a dream of days gone by oh yeah uh, i'm not sure which came first but <laughs> i think that's right so anyway <laughs> it's in the pantheon okay. yeah but my favorite it's not only song but scene is it very end of the movie well before i get there i i want to talk about the big twist which is oh yeah that this movie maybe the kids were imagining it the whole time because we oh see, yeah that's right because like they basically are missing for like three days on their like <laughs> journey and eventually this police officer who's played by the same actor who plays rim lazar uh finds him like cuddled up against this ugly mannequin they dressed up mm. and he Disturbing. like them. yeah so like i guess the question is kyle is rim lazar real or is he just uh imaginary friend like is that a serious question oh of course <laughs> you know I've never been more serious in my life i think the idea of rim lazar is very real yeah and he lives on in our hearts which is Mm -hmm. uh where the love resides that is the highest point of what is it the highest point of our imagination yeah which uh, is that love the twin towers <laughs> right <laughs> which i want to get into in a second here okay. very shortly okay but <laughs> but i think i think rem lazar for me is is definitely uh not real and i'm very happy about that is is madonna real Madonna's as real as they get. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I'm so very happy about that one. My favorite song and scene is the kids are basically told by their parents who their parents are really mean. I feel really connected to these kids because their parents are basically like Carsons, where they're just always pushing their kids down and talking down to them. <laughs> okay, um, we don't we don't need a bad mouth Carson's parents. They're actually no. I'm saying not Carson's parents. I'm saying Carson himself. Oh, they're like Carson. Oh, okay. Yeah, Carson. Yeah. We like Carson's parents. Anyway, <laughs> we've got way off track. My favorite part <laughs> is at the very yeah. end, the kids are both like separately dreaming, are going to bed, and they're singing a duet. And I don't remember the words, but like the girls, like, Rim Lazar, my friend. And it's like basically the song hmm. is like coming to terms with him not being real. And then yeah. hard cuts to Rim standing beside her bed at middle yeah. of the night. And he's dancing. He's like, you and I will let be together. Happiness will never something. It's just like, yeah. it's so good. Oh, it's very good. I, they're, they're all, like, all the songs are great. Especially yeah. because the kids can't sing with a damn. <laughs> yeah, they're really bad. 
<laughs> but Reb Lazar actually has a pretty okay voice. Oh, he's got a wonderful voice. Kyle. He's got the pipes. And medallion he does. I love, and here's one thing. I mean, there's so much about this. Anyway, <laughs> it's hard to just really pin down your thoughts. Like, my thoughts are all over the place on this movie. <laughs> but uh, one thing I love, just a very tiny detail, uh, is they're dancing while they do it. It's like very unchoreographed for the most part. And then <laughs> Rev Lazar, though, will like kind of like, there's a lot of looking up to the sky and like pointing. Yeah. And yeah. and so when Rem Lazar, but like each time Rem Lazar kind of like points off to the right up into the distance and and is looking that way, like the camera will like pan that way. And there's nothing over there. There no, is absolutely, there's he's nothing. Pointing, he's pointing at his agent saying, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> but the camera will pan and then it'll just fade, kind of do like a, a cross fade back into just the them kind of dancing. And then Rem will point to the other direction, up to the sky, the camera will pan back to wherever he's pointing. Again, nothing there, no reason that he's doing any of this. And it's just, that is just one small, small, small detail of this movie that I, or movie again in, in giant quotes of like, that just doesn't, it's just befound, like is befounding yeah. a word? Like it's I agree, just Kyle. confounding. I, I think movies too isn't a strong enough word for this. I would call it like, <laughs> like art. <laughs> High art. Masterpiece. <laughs> maybe I've just, maybe, yeah, maybe I just don't get it. I don't know. Did you like the, um, you know, those like YouTube videos where they do like the <clears throat> like history of music and they'll like someone will like sing or whatever song. Oh, yeah. Like the history of dance or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We got, yeah, yeah. we got the history of music in this movie where Rim and the kids are like going through downtown New York, meeting all these like like the hip hop guys and the violinists or whatever. And they like hear all these different. Oh, types of yeah, that was jarring, to be frank. It was, it just, like, none of the music faded in well together. But the best part was when they went from, like, kind of that hip-hop guy, I guess, yeah, to 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 the violin guy. And the little yeah. girl just picks up a violin and just starts <laughs> playing it. <laughs> like, she was some savant and just, like, playing the, the violin. And I'm like, oh, okay, wow. Man, that poor girl, man. The the whole like first half of the movie is just that little boy like shitting on her. Like she's like, Dude. Oh, you you have the same imaginary friend. He's just like, go away. Like, don't walk behind me. Don't talk to me. Like, pretend you don't know me. It's like, damn, man. Yeah, she he was very um demeaning to yeah to the girl and <laughs> okay let's just like i just want to keep talking about this movie um again or this we piece of art back. we will circle back to uh your porno because i have a few more thoughts on that too but rim lazar okay. demands attention yeah <laughs> yes it does i think the another great part is uh them argue the whole actually the, kind of the whole a whole kind of crux uh kind of the friction is built upon the kids arguing whether uh, the Empire State Building or mountains are taller. Oh, it's the Empire State Building, you're right. right. <laughs> or something. It's like the Empire State Building, and then yeah. they're like, ah, oh, the, there's these towers. There's two of them. They look <laughs> yeah, identical. Right. What are they called? Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> twin Towers? <laughs> And then the kid's like, ah, you're right. They circle around the name like every possible. (laughs) Like, they remind me of the Gemini twins. There's two of them. They're tall. They're tall. (laughs) They look identical (laughs) in every way, but there's two of them. (laughs) Rim, help us out. (laughs) Uh, No, I think the girl got it. But anyway, but what was great about the, the mountain versus the tower being. Uh, taller was that uh, Red Lazar came in a very kind of a, a rare misstep from him where he said uh, <laughs> everyone's entitled to their own opinions you just got to be able to look at it from their perspective and I'm like there's it's, it's facts this is not opinions I these know. are facts that that t- mountains are taller yeah. than towers on average uh, for sure yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> but the mountains are on a slope, so maybe they're yeah, taller. Are, are you measuring from like the tree line, the base? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe Rim's got a point. It's all a matter of perspective, Kyle. Everyone's got their opinions. Maybe that's true. It's it's a matter of perspective. I think if wow, you're on top of the mountain, yeah, you know, nothing's taller than you. Yeah, I Kyle, we're not doing any segments or anything, but. That, that would have been a great life lesson. <laughs> you know, I might just accidentally jot down an actual note for unsupervised about a life lesson. Oh, wow. Um, Don't tell. I won't. So <laughs> let, let's talk, what, God, I, body of evidence? Yes, body of evidence. Okay. Which I don't know why I am so unable to remember that title. I it's probably because it like doesn't have anything to do with the movie. Like it wasn't. It's not a great title. No, to be it, honest, I don't think it's bad because the whole idea was that uh, her body was the evidence because her body was like the killing weapon. Oh yeah, they said that in the courtroom too. Yeah, yeah Ray Romano brought that up. The prosecutors like. Imagine if I had a gun, like, well, her breasts are a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Machine gun jubblies. <laughs> How oh, man, Mr. Prosecutor, maybe don't hit on someone in the middle of a court proceeding. Yeah. <laughs> I like um, the audience of the courtroom. Like, every time yeah. they just go, oh, oh. <laughs> they get rowdy, and the, the lady's like, order. Order in the court. <laughs> yeah she just i i think at some point i would have and she did at one scene but i just been like get out like she did the courtroom yeah. and don't come back <laughs> but she did have a i did respect that she did have a fairly good command over the courtroom, which i respected yeah. the most exciting part was when was i was always on bated breath to see if she would uphold an objection or not i was like oh boy Oof, i know do? yeah knowing nothing about how that stuff works and luckily, Cars is not here to talk about it because <laughs> he actually went to law school. Um, yeah, that was that was exciting stuff. I was like, I don't know why or what, like why the objection is sustained or not, but sounds good to me. They they should know what they're doing. It's whoever is <laughs> most out of control. Um, yeah, Kyle, your movie you picked was set in uh, Portland, Oregon. That's right, near. I- yeah, uh, one I'm, Christopher Kaiser, if you allow me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the bird. Are you, sorry, are you like sucking on a straw? What's happening? Sorry, I was rolling a pencil around, I think. <laughs> hey. that, I, I don't know how that sounded to you guys, but. This is sound was... producer Dane here. Please don't roll pencils around during a recording <laughs> session. Sound producer Dane. Sorry, I got fidgety. Signing off. <laughs> Dane, would it make a difference if it was a mechanical pencil? Yes, sound producer Dane signing off. Okay, it was a mechanical pencil. Oh, <laughs> Got I don't it. know what dif- know what difference that makes in Dane's mind, but if it, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the sound recorder, so I would prefer crayons if you had them. <laughs> sound producer Dane signing off. Mm, sorry, I-, I ate all those. Yeah, along with the glue, Crayola. <laughs> you a Crayola man, Kyle? Oh yeah, it's crayons you don't fuck around with any other brand. What what it's, color? Uh, like, do the colors have different flavors? They do. I'm glad you asked. It's kind of like Fruit Loops. Yeah, they right. definitely have different flavors. Um, <laughs> uh, I definitely prefer blue. It's like kind of like oh. a, a blueberry kind of flavor. Oh, interesting. Nice and tart. Mm-hmm. What's what's up with blue raspberry? What is that? Just because there's not enough blue flavors? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I have no idea. I never thought about that. I want you to mull uh, that over and find it. Hmm. Just come up with an answer in the next couple of days for me, if you would have. Okay, I'll get back to you on that. Okay. <laughs> like, imagine instead better blue foods, like blue tuna. Like a blue fin tuna? Yeah, blue fin tuna. Skin. Yeah. Oh, oh, like a Skittle flavor, <laughs> like a candy. That's that's a more savory Roof into flavor. A, a taffy. Hmm. You down? For you know that? what? I could never get behind banana flavored taffy or banana flavored things oh, in general. Yeah, except for bananas themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's, something, there's like a disconnect there, right? Like it's weird that mm-hmm. banana flavor doesn't taste anything like an actual banana. Yeah. Uh, Sound producer Dane here with a really quick fun fact about banana flavoring. Banana flavoring 
is based on a banana that went extinct many years ago, actually. Whoa. How many years ago? Go- or how are we talking, like 15, 20? Many, many years ago. <laughs> yeah. okay. Also, banana Laffy Taffy reigns supreme over all other Laffy Taffies. Oh, that's why I Sound don't like that. Sound signing off. Okay, yeah. You can sign off forever on that one. That's wrong. Of ancient beings. Do you I'm think just kidding, that, um, Love you. I love you too, man. Oh, you're talking to Dane. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of ancient beings, um, do you think uh, Madonna tried that extinct banana? Are you saying Madonna's old? I'm saying she's she's ageless. Oh. Was- so producer Dane dropping in here. Madonna's the reason they went extinct, actually. She killed them. <laughs> <all. laughs> <laughs> she was like, "No, this is it. This is this is over." He called it Kyle at a, a good old fashioned comedy bait and switch, where I set it up, making Sound you think. Stains, I don't know. Okay, goodbye. Yeah. I set goodbye. it up. <laughs> it was gonna. You thought it was gonna be Rim yeah. Lazar. I pulled one out from under you, and it was uh, Madonna. Yeah, I, I had no idea. <laughs> that was, yeah. I, yeah. See, these for the audience. These are the type of jokes Carson usually cuts. So. Mm. <laughs> I'm not really um, sure why, because they're they're hitting everything. Oh, We're hitting yeah. everything right now. Anyway, uh, but filmed in Portland. <laughs> no, is that where we left off? <laughs> That's where we are. Um, okay, I I'm pretty confident. Once I realized they name dropped, um, first time I realized they named, I, I probably just wasn't paying attention. I was cooking the very beginning of this movie. Um, so I didn't hear them say in the beginning, but I heard uh, Multnomah County, which is where Portland's located uh, for the courtroom. Mm-hmm. So that's when I first realized. Um, but I'm pretty sure other than B footage and name drops, there was no no filming in mm. Portland. I, I, I was thinking whether you would go to like that house that she had kind of as like a kind of pilgrimage to it's go. It's a cool house, right? Like, it's a really cool house right on the water. Yeah. Yeah. Like a wow. houseboat kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. You just got to be wary of falling out the window after you get shot <laughs> into the water. That yeah. just is a recipe for a disaster. But other than that, very nice house. But come on, how often you get shot through a mm. window? Three times? I, I, <laughs> four max? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely less than I've seen Rim Lazar. So I think I'm good. <laughs> it's true. I mean, Madonna's one one for one. I mean, right now, so man, I, she really misplayed that. Where she had her like, uh, she had like this doctor accomplice who basically helped her get away with it all, and she to his face was basically like, "Screw you, you idiot! I'll never love you. Get out of my face!" And the doctor, understandably, was like, "Well, then I'm gonna like kill you." <laughs> Like, yeah, isn't her whole thing like playing the guys? Like she could have just played the, the guy a little bit, yeah. and it, I th- and then I she would have been yeah. scot free. She really like coasted at the end. She was t- first off, you don't need to gloat to Willem Dafoe. You were home scot free. You were good. Two, yeah. don't gloat and and cut off the crazed sex doctor who has a gun. <laughs> She really fumbled at the end there. <laughs> yeah, she got to the one yard line and and uh, celebrated a little too early. There were so um, many plays available to her, and she just yeah. chose the worst one. Um, hmm. Very sad. I, I I guess I I guess I was rooting for her. I don't know. And it was hard to like get behind Willem Dafoe's character because he was just so like like I kind of liked him in the court setting, but the whole like the sex scenes just ruined it for me. Cause it was just like, come on. Like I, the moment he's first hooked up with her, I was like, come on, Willem, like you gotta be better than that, dude. I honestly wasn't sure if the, 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 if he was married or if it was a girlfriend or what kind of relationship it was. I feel like I didn't make it clear. Right. It felt like an ex-wife kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That he just like hooked up with every now and then or yeah, something. Cause it, it was weird. Cause like the first dinner where Julianne Moore was there, they like, they were talking about like passing the kid off and it sounded like, like a, like shared custody kind of thing. Yeah, it really wasn't clear. So I was kind of like, ah, I mean, like, is it cheating? Like, I don't even know if it's cheating uh, for Willem Dafoe to be doing this, but I don't know. Uh, 
yeah i i i guess by the that part of the movie i was like okay i guess they are still married or something or girlfriend boyfriend or whatever she was very chill with it at the end like she showed up and was like hey i forgive you i guess like did she i don't remember that did you did you stop early kyle no at the end where the credits are rolling and he's like walking from the house and she's standing on like the pier waiting for him oh maybe i did (laughs) as the credits were rolling wait yeah like like him with the prosecutor and the pro he was like the prosecutor yeah the prosecutor was like uh, he's like do you believe in karma yeah because or anything like i think justice is always served uh i don't believe in karma like like the actual belief in it or like the idea of it mm-hmm. i guess like the, as a religious maybe thing i don't really know what it how it plays into religion at all but like i mean if you want to make your life shitty you can very easily do that by doing shitty things as um, i know yeah uh, uh, sorry, uh, sound producer Dan here. Quick producer's note: This episode is brought to us by Credit Karma. So, Kyle, you do believe in karma? <laughs> yeah, Kyle. I was trying okay. to do this transition to an ad read. Come on, man! I blew it. I blew it. I had the note in front of me. I had the whole ad read ready to go. And please amend your statement. All right, sound producer Dan, signing off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and um, action, Chris. Yes, I do believe in karma. One particular kind. Credit Karma. That's right. We are brought to you by Credit Karma, our uh, sponsor today. And I believe in them wholeheartedly as one who doesn't check his credit score at all. That's good. You're not supposed to check. You're supposed to just like let it go. That's right. That's what I hear. Credit Karma will take care of the rest. Yeah. Credit Karma. It's a boiling pot. Never pot will boil if you look at it <laughs> that's right <laughs> your credit won't your credit won't karma if you keep checking <laughs> that's exactly um oh boy was anything else about either movie that we haven't talked about kyle well i'm just glad i learned that willem dafoe made up with a uh, julianne moore that's just really that's enlightening <laughs> well that's what, i was confused because she's standing on the pier and he walks toward her i'm thinking Come on, Julianne. Like, you're better than this. Yeah, stand your ground. Just because she's dead doesn't make the act, like, doesn't nullify the act, you know? Yeah. Well, she got her slap in. Maybe she felt like that that was enough, you know? Good slap, man. She really whacked him. (laughs) No, her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, you said him. Whacked him. him. But you meant whacked him as just in the the proverbial him. Yeah, like, uh, Okay, got it. <laughs> um, well, I guess this begs the question, Kyle. The reason we watch these two films is to find the yeah. hidden connections. So I guess maybe, yeah. do you have a a connection between the two movies? <sighs> um, well, I think you hit on one earlier. So there's only. By the way, we each get one. You get one. Oh. Well, I don't know. There's no rule. Well, I guess you can say whatever you want. Like, I, I, come up with a... I only have one. As I was watching Rem Lazar, so I watched that second. Mm-hmm, me too. I, I was I was like, I saw the sexual tension be a connecting point, and it was really disappointing <laughs> because, again, Rem Lazar is hanging out with little kids. And that is just that is just really disappointing and and sad for me to to be like oh this is the connection I'm making like that's what my brain did so that's my connection I guess as sad as it is there was just that there's little eye contacts and like just kind of hanging around a little too long and hugs it just it didn't feel right it didn't sit right with me but that was the connection I mean there was just kind of something God something there. All right. Okay. Mine's actually kind of, mine's kind of similar. Um, my connection, I think, between the two films is that Hell or High Water, Madonna and Rim Lazar are going to be sexually gratified. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to get that out clean, but I couldn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Madonna, they're gonna... Madonna and Rim Lazar are going to get theirs no matter what. <laughs> 
Okay, so what about what if they got into oh. who comes out on top if they come oh. into the same universe? <laughs> like Remazar or Madonna. A duel between the two, like who is gonna like dominate the other? <laughs> In a way, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> I would have said Rim, but I have a funny feeling that hot wax is gonna do terrible things to that dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think madonna has a, a she, like we said she had it the whole way she's very cunning she got people to write uh them into her will now will she get rem to write her into his will oh, and if so what is in rem what is what is rem's estate hold <laughs> a lot of blue no. tights <laughs> uh, yeah yara <laughs> And um, uh, blue hair dye. <laughs> <laughs> Something Madonna might be after. I don't know. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, I think Madonna wins I that showdown. Right. Okay, Madonna wins uh, the showdown. <laughs> um, Dane, you got anything else for us, buddy? <laughs> in the studio? Dane, save us. No. Okay, well. Great. Okay, good. Sound producer Dane signing off. <laughs> Turn the lights off when you leave. All right, I'll uh, lock the door too. I was going to say, Kyle, this has been a pleasure. Uh, the first and probably last unsupervised. <laughs> Not as much pleasure as I had watching Body of Evidence, I'll tell you that. I was going to say, yeah, nowhere near the ecstasy from Bazaar. Giving me the, the chance to relive a little bit of it has <laughs> been worth it. So. All right, well. Thanks again, buddy, and I'm off to uh, to greener pastures. <laughs> no, all right, I'm gonna go and pause body of evidence for where I stopped it last. Wait, what fourth time now? <laughs> <laughs>